on the leadership and well, this really tall um, direction of the um, new year. And every year during PPP, Pastor Q and I my, um, and myself, we are given like five minutes just to give a brief word that we have heard, that we have sought God for, and um, that God has graciously given us a word over the house of prayer for everyone. And so uh, this is a word that I received from the Lord, and I really believe that it is not only for me, but also for us, um, Hope Church. And the funny thing is that, and I, it, this is the way God works with me, is that the word he gives is, it's got to happen to me, even my sermons every week, it's got to be something that God is working on me before it can go out from me to, to you know, work on others. And so I know God's definitely working on me on this. And so the word I got was shore up, to shore up our foundation. At first I was like, what does that mean, shore up our foundation? So I wrestled with it. Am I hearing correctly from the Lord? What does this mean to shore up our foundation? That's the phrase I was getting. I also was, um, saw a picture of a house, and it was a very sturdy, two to three story tall house. But this house was kind of standing alone. It wasn't in a community. It wasn't really in a, um, uh, it, it wasn't in like a, a neighborhood, but all I saw was this one house, two to three stories tall. Um, and it was quite sturdy though, and, um, and the word I received was to shore up our foundations. And so the passage that the Lord led me to was Matthew chapter 7, verse 24 to 27. And you'll understand what this means when I read this. Matthew 7, 24 to 27 says, Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine, this is Jesus talking, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and obeys is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the floods came, and the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not obey is like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, the flooding, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. And so focusing on, I think it's the hearing and the obeying. I know that Michael Brown spoke about obedience, and that he felt that was the word for us this past Sunday, if you were at church. Um, and I think this really goes along with that. Everyone who hears these words of mine and obeys is like a wise man and who's built his house on the rock. Now, if you look at this, if you hear but don't obey, then in essence from this passage, it's because you've built on sand. If you hear but you don't obey, it's because you've built on sand. You're unable to do. You're unable to obey because you're basically very precariously built on sand. But if you, that means you don't have a good foundation. So the word that the Lord is giving me is that we need to shore up our foundation. And yeah. to flesh it out a little bit, um, it doesn't mean that we need to reestablish or start from scratch. Because I believe that Hope Church has already a pretty good foundation. We're, we're okay. We're not falling off the cliff, erosion happening or anything. I mean, we're pretty good. And the definition of shore up, it means to prop up or support. So we're not building from scratch, we're not cracking um, and breaking our foundation and, and building up again, but to shore up meaning that there is a foundation already and we need to prop it up or support it because we already have a foundation. And living with a handyman, I kind of thought about it this way, living with a handyman, it's like routine maintenance. 
um, when there are cracks or holes that might be forming in the foundation of, of our faith, or in this example of this house, because it's been a while, the house has been settling, and the house has been standing for a while now, and it's getting older, and, and the years have passed, um, anybody who's ever sold a house know that you have to have a house inspection, right? And when you have a home inspection, things are discovered. Cracks in the foundation, some, you know, rent problem, or, or something, just, you know, all kinds of things um, when a home inspection happens. So like an inspection, you find cracks and your problems, and um, I believe <coughs> God is not done with the word that was given to us in 2017 about the keys and open doors and about expansion. I believe God's not done with that, and that carries over into this year, and that God is taking us farther, taking us farther and farther and into places that are unchartered kind of territory, bigger, uh, just, just farther. And I think that because God is going to take us farther, it's time to inspect our foundation. I think that we need, before we continue to build and go farther and farther and farther, if our foundation is not strong, if we don't shore it up with support beams and other things and add things to it, you know what can happen. We could collapse. Um, and so um, taking us farther also means that as we advance and as we go farther, that there may be um, obstacles, unknown obstacles, new challenges that come, um, old challenges or old obstacles that can spring back up. And like it says in this passage with that house that's built there, what could come is wind, flood, rain, you know, these kind of things. And with the coming storm, and if you think about the church, these things could come in the form of like a shakeup, whether it be a scandal. Now, I'm not prophetically uh, predicting that there's going to be a split and scandal in our church, don't get me wrong. But as we advance and as we go, we go farther, when and if these things come, we need to be very firm and grounded and make sure that we are on this firm foundation. And so Hope Church has now been uh, 11 years, um, going on 12th year. And I think during that time, you know, we've been building, building, and stuff like that. But as God takes us to this next level, we need to take a look around and look at our foundation and reevaluate and do like a home inspection. And so things like, like I said, could be some sort of shakeup, some sort of a scandal, some sort of church gossip, <coughs> um, arguments that happen in the church, or just um, anything like that. And that with you know, shoring up our foundations, we'll be able to weather this storm. Now how, practically speaking, how do we shore it up? How do we shore this foundation up? Um, we have to shore up the weak points. And so in practical terms, what that is telling me is that we need to shore it up with um, having a good foundation of the Word of God. There's nothing more basic than that. The Word of God, such things as you know, right theology, more knowledge and in-depth study of the Bible, whether it be um, history, doctrine, um, and spiritual disciplines that we have been lacking. So most of us here, we're leaders, we're elders, pastors. We've been Christians a long time. And in that time, I feel like we've neglected certain things that we need to bring that back into the fold of our spiritual discipline, whether that be fasting, whether that be Bible memorization. We think Bible memorization is just for Awana and little kids. Are y'all doing Bible memorization, you know, daily kind of a thing? Is, um, have you slacked on quiet time? Basic, just time with the Lord, daily, consistent, and, um, you know, kind of a Bible study. And then, so I wanted to confess that the last time that I really did some serious, um, structured, uh, 
through the Bible study was when I was getting ordained. That was 2004. I got ordained in 2004 and I had this big Bible content exam, Bible knowledge exam I had to take. And so that moved my butt into gear of reading through the um, book, uh, the whole the books of the Bible, and really trying to memorize a lot of things and remember a lot of things and dig into the uh, Bible and stuff like that, and that was 2004. In the midst of doing ministry, have, giving birth to twins, give me a break, <laughs> I gave birth to twins in that time, and other things, but I think it's time for me and also us as we go farther to um, shore up show up our foundation. And for me, starting um, in January and for the rest of this year, personally, I'm going to uh, let you guys keep me accountable. I'm reading through the uh, entire Bible, as well as doing a, um, um, what do you call it? I don't, the word I'm looking for is not official, but uh, systematic. So like a systematic, I'm gonna go through each book of the Bible, finish all 66, systematically to read and study. Uh, the Bible, because I want to be grounded for what's coming and where God is taking us. And so, wherever, whatever that means to you, if you've been slacking in, you know, corporate gathering, if you've been slacking in participating in corporate gatherings of worship, corporate gatherings of prayer, Bible reading, Bible memorization, things like that, God's going to take us farther, and we need to be ready. We need to shore up Amen. those cracks and other things that have formed over the years. So that's my, I present it to you. That is the word I received uh, for myself personally, but also really for Hope Church. Amen. All right, Pastor Q. Woo! I don't think I need the mic. This is true. So it is. I think in some ways, uh, this is a. Uh, yeah, or, you know, I mentioned it a little bit last Sunday when I was. Uh, uh, but as I mentioned somehow, I think the service a little bit when I was mentioning about uh, Michael. Uh, one of the mornings, actually, Michael, my, my son-in-law Michael has been here a little over two weeks. And when he comes, he, he likes to come and make me feel better by coming and joining me in morning prayer. Mm -hmm. I'm going to morning prayer tomorrow, I'll come. He showed up once. <laughs> he said yesterday, I'll come here tomorrow. I said, when do you leave? By 40? And when I when I came back <coughs> early, he's like, so oh, you're sleeping, so I didn't wake him up. Like anyway, one one of the morning, one morning that he came, I, I was praying and he missed a prayer. I was asking, God, what what is the word you're giving me? And I got an interesting <coughs> phrase, you know, and in a very archaic English, right? Walk ye in it. It's not normal English. I mean, I'm a father, but still, no, not normal English. So I knew it's from the scripture. I googled it came out of Isaiah uh, 30, verse 21. If you want to look it up, it says, Your word, you usually hear a word behind you. This is the way, walk in it. It's a, and that's an ASP version. Or King James Version, it's a king, it says, walk ye in it. Wherever, whenever you turn to the right or to the left. So I was uh, really praying through what this says, and the theme I believe God was really giving was this year, a year of hearing. This verse talks about how as you and you'll hear a word from in the back telling you where to go. When you go to the right, tell you this is the right way to walk in it. In light of the how God gave us the word, open the door, I said open door before you. And in a somehow I believe God was God was speaking through Sue and Michael as well. And they really put everything together. Sue talked about faith. And, and Michael talked about radical obedience. To walk into the door that God has given you, 
You have to walk in it. You need faith that there's medical obedience. But even more basic than that is hearing God say. And this is where I think when, when Pastor Mimi and I we just in three too many we share what we what, the, what we thought we got and in this this morning when we start meeting, we were thinking through it, what does it mean? So I, I thought it makes sense. What are some what are some of the basic things that God has given us as a DNA in our church? One of them is intimacy with God. The the other is hearing God. And this verse I think I really got reminded me actually was was so helpful and as as, uh, as uh, Mark was praying, Joshua 1, uh, chapter 1, verse 6 through 9, when God said, Be strong and courageous, have faith. Why? Because they're ready to walk into the promised land. And so you walk in by faith, but in obedience. But something else said, now you, uh, so, so, so a couple things happened. You need to hear, you remember what God has promised already. This hearing God, He started with that. But also while you're walking in, you need to have daily guidance. When they, didn't, when they didn't really, so when they have, after the victory of Jericho, they listened to God and obeyed God, walked around the city, like, like a stupid stretchy, nobody ever will do that. You walk around the city with the blowing the trumpet for seven, once every day, and for seven days, walking around seven times, and you shout at the end, and you're not fighting, and the God said, water fall down. It did. They had a wonderful victory. Next battle, they're going to a tiny little city, city. And they only said 3,000 people. It was a tiny city. But they didn't hear God saying, go in and fight the battle. They presumptuously walked in because they didn't hear God saying it. And they went in. They got defeated. Their men dies. And they are totally demoral demoralized. And they figure when they then Joshua get on the knees and ask God, what's going on? We are discouraged God. God said, you have sinned in the midst of you. You didn't ask me. Because they didn't hear God. So there is that hearing God or God's promise initially as you walk in with the faith. But it's also daily hearing what God is saying. So the hearing God clearly is basic to obedience walking in the promise of God. I think for me, when Pastor Me mentioned about that passage, it makes sense. One of the base, the reason we read the Bible, the reason we pray and all those is because we need to hear God. Isn't it, isn't it, I mean, you don't just read the Bible to get information. We are trying to read the Bible because we want to hear God. We do discipline because we want to hear God. We do journey because we want to hear God. So, you know, I feel like I'm preaching right now. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, you know, I have a little bit of Catholic background. I don't know any of you do. You know, one of, there's one thing that, one of the things that I really love Catholic message. You know, Melissa says, just say one word. They said, they missed the math. They always say, just say a word and I'll be healed. Do you remember? No. Do you remember this? <laughs> it's my Polish oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> And then they would say, Mr. Vet, just to say a word, I'll be healed. I love that it actually in Korean, especially. I love that there's a, in the middle of the Mass, they say that. That's, that's the quoting centurion who says, Jesus said, I'll come to your house. He says, no, I'm not worthy to have you in my house. Just say a word. My children will be healed. And he said, if I just hear your word, I will be healed. The hearing, desire to hear God. And I think one of the things that we have, I think lately, we have not really been growing in and hearing the voice of God. You hear God, God in many different ways. We hear God through the word of God and reading the Bible. We hear God in many ways. We need to be hearing God step by step. Otherwise, we will have a sin of presumption. 
We walk as if God, God is saying something when we didn't. That's when we make mistakes. We don't want to do that. Second thing is that reminded me back to my old, old school songs. I think nobody knows except Pastor Mimi. But she was with me in those days, like 27 years ago. <laughs> One of my favorite songs. I, I don't know if anybody ever heard it. The words go, to know you, to know you is a cry of my heart. Let me just sing it, okay? <laughs> to know you, to know you is a cry of my heart. Spirit, reveal him to me. To hear what you're saying brings life to my soul. To know him, to know him alone. To know you, to know you is a cry of my heart. Jesus, your face now I see. To hear what you're saying brings life to my soul. To know you, to know you alone. What can be more basic than not only hearing God, but knowing God? Hearing God is one of the basic ways of intimacy with God. I believe God is saying it's time for us to renew our intimacy with God. That's the basic, the basic all things. Not just the disciplines are supposed to be leading to that. And hearing the voice of God. You, 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 know, you know, some of us are here married. Not everybody, some of us are married. You know when you have something, you, when, you, when your wife do not talk to you. <laughs> you did something wrong. Well, you know, she doesn't talk to you. You know, when we have some issues, you don't talk, right? One of the basic things you talk about in any relationship is communication. <coughs> I listen actively, right? And I communicate, right? What do you call, um, not aggressively, but... Remember the, from the book? <laughs> remember? remember? Not, you, you listen, active listening and... Yeah, active listening. And the other, other portion? <laughs> no. Remember that the communication, right? Active listening and um, not, not not aggressive, but assertive. assertive speaking, right? I need to let each other know how I feel and what I want, as well as actively listening to what they say. That's basic communication. Speaking right and hearing right, right? And really hearing. The voice of God is really about intimacy with God, really building our communication with Him. Prayer really is that God, this is how I feel, this is where I am, and I need this. Just like in any relationship. And actually listening to God's heart is really like hearing a communication. How basic can you get in relationship with anyone, especially with God? I think that's really a correlation with what someone is saying. For us to walk into the doors that God is leading before us, we need to be hearing God clearly so that we can, by faith, act radically obey God. When you hear clearly, it's easy to walk in, easy to obey. One of the things I thought about like, just a few days as I thought about this passage is that 
Think of when an Abraham is 75 years old. God tells Abraham to go to a strange land he does not know. He heard God. How did he know it was God? For him to obey and go. He went because he knew he heard God. I mean, you know, he didn't go because of any calculation. He just, he knew he went because he heard God clearly. Hearing God is the starting point. Even, be, even before faith, even before radical obedience, hearing God first. And I think this is something that we need to remember. I think God is calling us. This is the year of hearing God better. Hearing God better. I believe that makes sense. And because it is about intimacy with Him. Because then after all, it becomes routine. I forget it is about loving relationship with Him. And I want to know Him, I want to know Him better. <coughs> I can go back to the song for 27 years ago, and I still go back to the place when I sang it, and to hear, to hear what you say brings light to my soul. It still takes me to the place where, God, I want to know you better. I want to know you more. That has to be always in the base of who we are. More than all those things. I, I think it, it perfectly makes sense. <coughs> I believe God was, I mean, so we are, that's who we are. What God has given us more than, I think, in the last, I think, 18 years, 17, 18 years, God has really sent a prophetic person teaching us about how to hear the voice of God. I mean, that's what it was. You know, and he was, you know, he, Bob, knew the scriptures better than anybody I know. He quoted scripture left to right all the time. There was always prayer, scripture, and hearing went together. And how the God went together. This is who we are, our DNA. Going back to our DNA of hearing God, and intimacy with God. And I think so that we can actually walk in to the door God has called us into. That we will not presumptuously walk into things we shouldn't be. Amen. I think that makes sense. So my prayer for us is that we will grow in hearing this year. I'll be praying for years a lot this year. And I'll, you know, and this might just my sort of my uh, prophetic <coughs> act when I touch ears and pray. Hearing and not that necessarily not, this, not, not just necessarily some spiritual, you know, like some some uh, some ecstatic experience, but more more than that, it includes everything, even pouring the scriptures here, God, through that, figuring out how God speaks to me the best, and growing in that also, God, you know, dreams and dreams through prayer, great, and I'm not a dream person really that much, but I need to re really, I want to hear God better, more, and I want to know Him better. I think that God is leading us in that. Love, I'm sorry we both passed me and I went a little more than five minutes, I think. So let, let me pray for us a little bit. If you do not mind, put your ears, uh, hands on your two ears, so the prophet get here. But we come before today. <coughs> we want to know you better. We want to hear you, God. To hear what you to hear what you say, bring life to our soul. My life came alive when I heard your voice saying that you love me. <clears throat> Father God, you speak to us daily, again and again. You are God who communicates us with us. So God help us this year to hear you clearly, regularly, deeply. Oh God, that we will grow in our faith, for our faith comes from hearing. Hearing comes from the word of God. 
And Father God, our faith to lead into radical obedience, to see your kingdom come, to see you be glorified every arena of life, Father God. The doors that you open for us, Father, will lead into your glory. So we love you, we honor, I ask, increase in hearing. Increase in hearing of your voice, God. For you said in John chapter 10, your sheep hears your voice, knows your voice, and follows you. We want to be good sheep that knows our shepherd's voice. And we obey, follow you, God. We give you glory now. Let this be ear be ear. The hope learns to grow, grows in hearing. And intimacy with you, God. We give you glory. We love you. In the name of Jesus.